0: From Percy, that means it's Wednesday night, it's podcast night. We got a great topic and some great guests here tonight. So, we're gonna do um, one hit wonders of the 70s, and the genre is rock and pop. So, and we um, decided to leave disco out of this. I'm sorry, um, we're gonna do a whole other episode with you ladies. And uh, our guests tonight are Sally Higgins and Angela Tripp. Friends of ours, and we also are friends on Tim Wynn's Facebook page, which Sally more or less manages. Willie's friends that love music, and they're, they're very, dude, they're, they are they uh, are very they they are very active on that page, and they have followed us and liked us, and uh, we thought it'd be a fun time and a good time and the right thing to do to have y'all on. So, thanks for coming, and we're looking forward to. Uh, a fun episode. Yes,
1: thank you and very
0: much. You bet. And before we get started, we we'll want to thank our sponsors, Spotify for Podcasters. where they're our brand new sponsors. The real deal. Busted Oak Bourbon Society, another real deal. Our friends Doug and Wendy and Spices Smokehouse Crackers, uh, best crackers you'll ever taste, Robert Lynn Intrican. We love we love all of them and we appreciate their support.
2: So Percy, you got anything you want to say before we get started? I also, I want to mention the, the Made on the Mountain Festival that's coming up in a, in a few weeks. Yeah, we booked the acts for that.
0: And it's June 3rd, all day, downtown Albertville. Pretty much starts at uh, 9, 10 o'clock. There'll be vendors. We've got music going on throughout the night. And then Boss Gags is playing at uh, Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater that evening. And, of course, we've got our production manager, producer, Brian, here tonight. He keeps things straight for us. And uh, I'm sure he'll have some additions for us as we get into this. So, ladies, are y'all ready to do yes, this? Indeed. Sure. Okay. All right. So, we start with honorable mentions. Percy, what are your honorable
2: mentions? Well, first, I've got one extra honorable mention tonight, and it's can't be on the playlist, but I feel it with our connections with Jim Harris, and I really love this song, and it had to be mentioned. And it's a band that signed with Capricorn and it's Stillwater with yeah. Mindbender that's a great song and actually I think, it did it chart top 50? it was a top 40 hit Yeah, and I, and I have that v- vinyl album and it's great I challenge yeah. anybody to go listen to that you can't get it on a streaming service but you can find it on YouTube and if you want to read a good blog and hear
0: another good podcast check out the Southern Voice Jim Harris, he's been on he's been a big supporter
2: of ours and uh we, we really appreciate him. All right, first, what's next? My next honorable mention is by a great songwriter who had lots of hits with songs that he wrote, but only one that he sang. And it's the great J.D. Souther oh. singing You're Only Lonely. You're Only Lonely. Yes. Which had a, it was a number seven hit for him. And the people that sang harmony on this were Phil Everly, Jackson Brown, Glenn Fry Don Felder and Don Henley. It might as well have been
0: the Eagles, because you know Souther played such a role with Jackson Brown and the Eagles back in the day. Good selection.
2: And my next honorable mention is a little probably little known band. Anybody know who Ocean is? I've heard of Ocean. They sang a song called Put Your Hand in the Hand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Put
0: Your Hand
2: in the Hand. And it was a number two song. Kept from number one by Joy to the World. Wow. Oh, and they yeah. actually received fan mail from Billy Graham. No kidding. Oh, after wow. that song. Good stuff. All and right, so you got another, right? I've got another honorable okay. mention. will lay and it on us. That was my three. And my final honorable mention is I Can Help by Billy, Billy Swan. Swan. The yeah. great Billy Swan. It was number one on the country chart and the billboard chart.
0: Good selections. Mm -hmm. All right. Good old Billy Swan made it. Angela, are Um, you ready for this?
1: I am indeed. Okay, my first. Uh, Okay, Uh, this is the quiz part of the honorable mention. So we have a
0: quiz first.
1: Uh, uh, We have a quiz first. It's the only quiz, I promise. Uh, Wikipedia calls this a southern gothic murder ballad the year is 1973
0: all right that's the night that lights were not in georgia yes it oh. is vicki indeed lawrence, yeah. Yeah. vicki
1: lawrence and i included this because i'm a huge carol burnett fan yeah she was
0: fantastic on the show and that is an absolute great song now it was covered reba covered it but yes, it wasn't did. like Vicky.
1: no it wasn't and actually when reba covered it she had a twenty-song uh, streak of number uh, of, of of hits that reached uh, the top ten. Right. The night the lights went out in Georgia for her, only reached twelve. Because it, it, it could not. Streak.
0: It could not top Vicky Lawrence. No, it
1: couldn't. And her husband wrote this, and they tried. He tried shopping it around. Nobody would take it. Vicky decided to record it herself. Uh, And when she finally got in the studio, it was, um, the Wrecking Crew was her backing band. Okay. And the song went all the way to number one in 1973. It was there for two weeks. And it was kind of rooted out by um, Tied Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree.
2: Tony Orlando because everybody yes. knows little sister never misses when she That's fires right. gun <laughs> bang
1: she does not but it, it, they had, the record company didn't know what to do with it and they actually offered it to Liza Minnelli
0: that would have been terrible
1: why <laughs> it would have been horrible and, I can't even
0: hear that I don't even want to think about it
1: and they offered it to Cher, and at, at the time, well, in Cher
2: might have pulled it off. Yeah,
1: but Sonny Bono said no; he didn't want to offend her southern fans.
2: Oh, not that she had many anyway. After mm. the with the Greg Allman incident. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, it, yeah. Well,
1: this was, was before, before, Greg Greg before Greg Allman. Before Greg oh, Allman. Yeah. but, long
2: but long especially long. after that, she didn't have any. Yeah, uh, yeah right. but what's, anyway. What's your next?
1: Okay, my next one is. Rock and roll,
0: hoochie oh, coo, Rick Derringer. Derringer,
1: Derringer, and he originally wrote this when he was in Johnny Winter's band, Johnny Winter's and. Okay. And that he was brought into the band because he had a rock sensibility, and Johnny Winter's had the whole blues thing going, and so there was rock and roll, and then hoochie coo was kind of a nod to Muddy Waters with hoochie coo man. There we and for those of
0: you who don't know, a coochie is slang for lady
1: bits. What's and lady bits? I, that's the only word I'm using. You can, you but
0: I don't know what it is.
2: You know, parts,
0: the old lady parts,
1: <laughs> lady parts, lady parts. Yes. I yes.
0: always like to think that Percy is a hoochie coochie man. He's got the well, you no. Know, one
2: thing I've always wondered in Alan Jackson's song. What is actually a hotter than a hoochie-coochie? I mean, I just... I, I don't know. I think we took a real hard left turn. Okay, anyway, back... back Lava. Back, back, back to you, Lava. Angela.
1: Okay, back to me. Um, so, Johnny Winter actually, he recorded this song before Rick Derringer left the band and did the solo album that this came from, and it was um, on his solo debut album, All-American Boy. It peaked at number 23. I mean, it didn't go very high, but it's... I consider it a classic, but it Johnny Winter thought it sounded cheesy, corny.
0: Well, it does. But,
1: but still,
0: it's rock and roll hoochie coo, and it, made a great soundtrack it, it, in the movie yeah, Dazed and Confused. Uh, well, and it it's
1: been it's it's been on a lot of soundtracks. I mean, it kicks ass. I think
2: it's a Geico. And it's not the only too. corny song that he made. He <clears throat> up until the '80s, Rick Derringer did Hulk Hogan's. Theme song, and it was I'm a Real American. Yes. yes he so, did. so he knew how to do a corny song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he,
1: he's, corn. he's the king of corn, but that's, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's okay. It is, it's okay. Okay, and my last um, honorable mention is Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. Billy Paul. love Great that song. one. Yep. And what's wonderful about this, it was uh, number one on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 for three weeks in 1972. Uh, it was written by Carrie Hippie Gilbert, um, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. And for those of you who don't know Gamble and Huff, they started Philadelphia International Records, which was responsible for the Philly Sound, which is where disco grew right. out. They grew of. out
0: of that Philly Sound was something. The Philly Soul sound and disco oh, it,
1: came it, out of it, it. It was. I mean, they had those. And they were dish.
0: Gamble and Huff.
1: Gamble and Huff. Did,
0: didn't they make some like uh, deodorant soap too? No, that's Procter & Gamble. That's
1: Procter & Gamble. No, yeah. they did, if you don't know me by now, Love Train, When Will I See You Again. Yeah,
0: good. They they love Train's OJ's.
1: Ind- they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008 as non-performers. That's great. They had 175 gold and platinum albums to their credits.
0: Which is amazing. It is. it, yes. is. it is. all right. Right, Alright, what else you got? Is that yours? That's all your honorable mentions, okay. right?
1: Well I do I do have one more if I can do four. Uh, smoke from distant fires. You can't Siebert use that Townsend. one. I'm sorry, you
0: can't use that one. I can't eh. yes you can. Go ahead.
1: Gentry, you break my heart.
0: No, go for it because that is a great song, so keep going.
1: It is. It is a great song. Okay, they're Alabama Boys. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Townsend is from Montgomery and sanford is from tuscaloosa
0: and he is related to fred fred sanford (laughs) did did they call him lamont (laughs) did he he
2: get his daddy's records
0: yeah i mean and fred owned blind melon jelly's record collection (laughs) just i mean fun facts right brian all right well that's a great selection actually one of my favorite songs and i want to shout out to uh, Tracy and Gino and Buster and Tim and Rick Duvall. They had a high school band called Straight Shooter, and they did Smoke from a Distant Fire. I I saw them on a flatbed trailer in front of the old Piggly Wiggly where Yum Yum Tree is now. Freezing cold, and they broke out Smoke from a Distant Fire. And they were were great. I remember they played at
3: the Abraful Rec Center on Saturday They were great.
0: Super band. right, Okay. Angela, is that all you got with him?
1: The only thing I want to add is um, uh, Ed Sanford has now left us. And so we're left with John Townsend and he's still touring and still playing and he said that he was doing a show in Myrtle Beach and some young fan came up to him and said, you sound just like the guy who sang this song and he said well i am the guy who sang the song yeah and he he also said that i didn't know you guys were white and he said coming from where i come from the musical tradition that i have Mm -mm. that is the best compliment you could ever pay me.
0: absolutely yeah
1: Yeah. it it is a fantastic song
0: good choice i'm proud it's on there Sally Sally. you ready for this yes all right what's your honorable mentions
3: okay my first one is smoking in the boys room
0: good choice Brownsville station it was released in
3: 1973 it was recorded by the group Brownsville station Mm -hmm. and it reached the US Hot Billboard 100 at number three and Anybody that knows the song knows that this song is about teenage boys. So we're trying to avoid being caught smoking in the boys' restroom at school.
0: Present.
3: Yes. Okay. And a and it fact that... The
0: cigarettes.
3: A fact that I didn't know Ooh. was that Motley Crue covered,
0: covered this
3: song. Yes, they did. In 1984. And reached number nine, reached 16 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And that was Motley Crue's first top 40 hit. And that, it they, it was a really good cover.
0: Yeah, I was. just
3: recently listened to it, and I posted it.
0: At, matter of fact, in some circles, it's better than the original.
3: I thought it was as yeah. good. I it rocks it did. a little
0: bit harder. And Vince Neil when he opens up and talking I mean it's a little bit better because Brownsville station sounds like it's it's straight out of the 70s because it opens up with a little dialogue just brief dialogue
1: yeah they scared me less yeah. when they were doing smoking in the boys room frankly yeah Motley crew is kind of terrifying
0: yeah without in, in, a doubt in the mid,
1: you know
3: in, in a, a good
0: way. mid
1: 80s yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right good choice what's your next
3: okay uh sans. it's
0: great selection it was, yeah yeah
3: Released by Canadian Rock Group, five-man electrical band. And oh,
0: didn't we tell you that Canadians aren't allowed?
2: No. I'm just <laughs>
3: Okay. And it was written by front man Lee Emerson, and it was released in 1971. Uh, signs, it um, went up to number three on the U.S. hot billboard chart. And it became a gold record. And so when the song was written, Les Emerson, he was road tripping. And I don't know exactly what road tripping means. And do y'all know? I, mean, I, have a, I have an idea. I'm wondering, yeah, if he was like tripping or if he was, you know, I, you know, there's another slang word for it for that time. Um, anyway, he was road tripping on Route 66 in California and um he happened to notice the scenery was obscured by billboards and it maybe irritated him that uh, the scenery was obscured and so he began to encounter signs that offended him and one um he noticed and if if y'all know the song you know that uh the words are uh, Long hair friggy people not apply for a job opening, and, and he so he goes his hair to up the job
0: under his hat.
3: Yes, he tucks his hair up under his hat, <clears throat> and uh, he to in order to get the interview, and then he he reveals his hair after he was offered the job. And another one of the signs he saw, and I'm thinking this in my mind, a sign outside. Of a house was warning trespassers that uh, will be shot on site. And he climbs on the perimeter, in other words, he trespasses, and berates the owners for keeping people out in fencing inland natural beauty. And, and there was a third one uh, being told to leave a restaurant because he didn't meet its dress code or have a membership card, and both of the the sign was displayed that uh, had both the membership card or, and the dress code. So, he went in anyway. And I'm assuming that he was... Uh,
0: Asked to Yes,
3: absolutely. absolutely. All right. All right. And then the last one is a sign inviting people to worship at church. And he went to church, and when offering is taken up at the end of the service... He makes a sign, telling God, "This or not, it's not the exact words. I know the words, but um, he makes a sign, telling God that he's doing well and has no money to contribute. That's not the words that were in the song,
0: but that's the gist of yeah. it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, and this song was also covered by Tesla in 1990. That Tesla, Tesla cover was is awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. good. Very yes, good.
3: It was. All right. All right. My third honorable mention is Rod, Captain Rod, and I love the oh. song. It's
0: a good tune. Yeah. Yes, it is.
3: Uh, Blue's Image, 19, it was released in 1970, and it was recorded by the, the band Blue's Image, and it was written by the band's singer-guitarist, Mike Panera. And keyboard, and he founded
0: Panera Bread.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I thought that <laughs> sounded familiar, but I really wasn't sure if that was in
0: the family.
2: I couldn't <laughs> help it. He makes tasty food. Yeah, sorry, great every now and then the frat boy has to come out. Yeah, <laughs>
3: sorry. Okay. Um, the song was inspired by the number of keys on Panera's piano, and evidently he's had 73 keys on his piano. I don't know how many actual keys are on the piano. 88. Okay, well he only yeah, he had 73, and so that's how he came up with 73 men sailed up from the San Francisco Bay, well, I'll be and damned. then he, yeah, and then it went on from there, but they
2: Good story. There. Yes.
1: Maybe he was playing right. lavinette or
2: something. I, 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 <laughs> he probably I, donated yeah. the rest of them to charity. He seemed yeah. like that kind of guy. <laughs> Very <laughs> charitable.
0: All right, so it's my honorable mentions. So I'm going to go with, um, man, and I can't believe, I mean, they should have done more, but I'm going to go Mississippi Queen by Mountain. Yes. Yeah, because it's.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I cut that one out, Mike, just
2: for you. Oh, thank
0: you. Angela, I
2: appreciate Leslie it. Leslie West and yeah, Felix Fabalardi. Yep.
0: Oh, Felix Fabillardi. Say that three times fast. But he
2: was a, really a great Fablardi. producer. Yes, indeed. You know, they told Levon Hamm they felt sorry for ripping him off. Did they rip him off? Mm-hmm. He said, it's not no similarity. Y'all are good. Wow. All right. Um, my next... And wait
0: a minute. Okay.
2: It's one of the most famous
0: cowbell songs of all time, "Mississippi Queen." What this song needs is more cowbell. All right. Got a fever. Got a fever. My next honorable mention, and it's a, it's one of my favorite songs, and it's a one-hit wonder, and it's "Vehicle." By the yes, Eyes right. of March. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I it. had forgotten about Vehicle until Love when my daughter was younger and I, she'd make me watch American Idol with her. and Who was not from Birmingham? From Bo Bice. I came, don't know. I watched
3: yeah, that one. He yeah. came
0: out and slayed Vehicle and I was like, I forgot about this song. I
3: posted that yeah. song, yeah. Not racing. Yeah, you did. And, it, and I was it, like, guys, this is so good. Yeah. It
0: is a rocker. So... That's my next honorable mention. And my next one is Stuck in the Middle with You.
1: Oh, the only reason I didn't include this Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. Yes. It's Now, a he went on area. to make Baker Street yeah, uh, a and a few of, others, yes. but
0: Steelers Will, that was their only hit. Yes. Um, Oh, but that's it's very, so good. very popular. Every time I hear it, I think about if you've ever seen the movie Reservoir Dogs. Yes, oh, That horrible, very brutal, scene. brutal scene. Yeah, when he's playing it, but uh, yeah. I flash back to that all the time. So that's my honorable mentions. Wrapping that up, awesome. we're doing fives now. All right, Alrighty. Percy. What's your number
2: five? My number five is from a little known band called Smokey. And it's called Living Next Door to Alice. It reached number 25 on the Billboard chart. Why do I
0: not know this song? I bet if you played it, can you hum
2: a few bars? You don't want me doing that. Okay.
0: Can you take your shirt
2: off and hum a few bars? You definitely don't want me doing that. Do you need
1: more vodka?
2: But when when you hear this song... We all need more. You know it. Okay. It's so... They even play it on WTWX nowadays. That's a rock and pop hit. It was a pop hit from Smokey called "Living Next Door to Why Alice." Darn. Are y'all warm?
1: That's ringing a bell. "Living Next Door to Alice." All
0: right, okay. All right, that's your number five. That's my number five. Angela, what's your number five?
1: All right, ooh, child. Oh yeah, that's good one. The five stair steps. Uh, they were actually the Burke family. I'm sorry, I sang. I know it's awful. <laughs> Uh, but and I
0: thought it was very good. And they went on to open a shoe store. <laughs> Berg's Fashion Shoes.
1: Yes, they did. Yeah. They're in Allen malls
0: all across the land.
1: Okay, Mama Stair Step, as they called her, called the, the kids the Stair Steps. This was all brothers and sisters.
0: They uh, went from because, older to younger, younger to older.
1: Uh, yeah, younger to go older. go younger to older for uh, Stair whatever. Steps. It depends
0: on if you're going up the steps or down the steps.
1: Exactly. But there's still stair steps. So this was 1970. I was four. Uh, It peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. It was written by uh, soul songwriter, producer, Stan Vincent. It's been covered by everybody. Richie Havens, Daryl Hall, Paul Stanley... Uh, oh, I, I do, too. He's got a great voice. voice. Uh, it was his his, it. his group, Soul Station, Nina Simone, I Dusty love Springfield. Springfield. Oh, yeah, me, too. I love Dusty Springfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song's been used I love in. it, too. And ads and TV soundtracks, movie soundtracks. I mean, it's just huge. And it was originally recorded as a B-side to their cover of Dear
0: Prudence by the Beatles. The Beatles song. Yeah. Dear Prudence. Uh, but the song. I always
2: song think cause... of Dear Percy. Dear Percy. Uh, dear Percy. Not many people think of me when they mention the Beatles. <laughs> or the word dear. <laughs> Mostly the Beatles, but we're not going to get into that tonight. Yeah. No, called you dear. Do you not
3: like the Beatles, Billy?
2: We're just going to leave that alone. That's another topic for another day.
1: I prefer the stones, but things got weird in here. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I've got one that I wouldn't dare say.
3: (laughs) uh, Say it. Say
0: it. Uh, No. I I, I double-dog dare you.
3: It's Leonard Skinner. I'm sorry, but I just have grown up with Leonard Skinner in it. I
1: can't. I just. It's all right. We're all friends here.
2: <laughs> since we're airing out our grievances, <laughs> I think the Beatles are the most overrated band that ever walked the face of the planet. Oh, but okay, there I said it. Yeah. Okay. Now no, we're fine. done. Okay, onward, <laughs> onward. All right, So that was your number five.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, uh, there was a recent interview with Kenny Burke, who was one of the
0: shoe salesman. Uh,
1: yeah, the shoe salesman. The five stair steps, by the way. And he said, um, the lyrics speak to everyday life, no matter where you are in life. People here have struggles. When the song came out, the war in Vietnam was raging. Social change was happening. But the song brightens your day. It's like a warm blanket for
0: the soul. That sounds very nice.
1: Yeah, it does. It I think is. it's a sweet song. Yeah. And, you it know, is. It granted, was also
0: in the movie... Um, Boys from the Hood.
1: Yes, Lawrence Fishburne Mm -hmm. actually turns turns up the radio and says, I love this song.
0: Him and his son were in that car, turned it on. Yeah, little memories. Excellent choice. Sally, you ready for your number five?
3: I am. It is, I don't know how much you guys will like this song, but I've always loved it. And I knew that when we were going to do this, this was going to be one of my songs. And it's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. Yeah, it's one of oh, the best, oh, biggest tough oh, oh, ones. Okay. It's like Edison goes. Lighthouse in 1970. And Love Grows reached uh, the Hot Billboard charts at number five for two weeks. And this is the interesting part. I actually, when I picture rosemary, I picture. Her with her hair flowing and, and kind of hippie stage in 1970 with uh, flowers in her hair. But uh, anyway, this is an interesting fact is uh, toward the end of 2021, the song became very popular on TikTok and saw a growth of 1,490% in its own demand auto streams and moved on to Spotify US Top two hundred chart. Wow. So I thought that was very interesting. I don't yeah. know how it, cool. you know, I don't know how that started, but that is good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty
0: cool. Good story behind it. Yeah. it All is right. such a good beautiful song. Really it is. is. Yeah. And it's made if you you know when we do our research and look at all this stuff. I try to go with what's on my mind before I start digging in. But Mm -hmm. you dig in, that's on a lot of lists out there. So my number five is a favorite song of mine too, and it's so it made number five. And it's New Orleans Ladies by Larue. Yes, it used to be Louisiana Larue, but they dropped Louisiana and they're just Larue.
3: Did not uh, know that.
0: There's a great cover of it too with Jimmy Hall and Tab Benoit. They redo it, it's fantastic. But love the song LaRue, New Orleans Ladies, and that's my number five. Nice. All
2: right,
0: Percy, what you got for number
2: four? My number four is a song I really love, but it only made it to number 39 on the Billboard charts. And it's Easy Living by Uriah Heap. Mm-hmm. That's yes. a great song. It was top 20 in Norway, Denmark, Finland, and Germany, and even top 25 in Canada but only made it to number 39 in the United States, and that's just a great rock song. It really is. It's an outstanding choice. A lot of
0: people have never heard of Uriah Heat, but if you'll dig into, I mean, they had a hit, but if you listen to some of their stuff, that they're really I, good band. I know Uriah right. yeah. Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I you don't,
1: know.
3: I, I mean, I, I
0: remember <clears> them,
3: <throat> but I don't remember a lot of songs theirs. there. Yeah.
0: Well, they just had one major hit, but uh, it's one of those you get a, you get an album, listen to the whole thing. It's a good experience. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, you used to. You get an album, you yeah. listen that whole. We do thing. it now.
0: My wife and I, I'm my Brian. beautiful wife Amanda and I. Yeah. Uh, we are a vinyl collectors, and yeah, I, so is Percy and Brian, and we, we'll go out and if I see something I know Percy wants or if Brian sees something. We we just, oh, we just buy it. That's great. Like that's awesome. Get you a phonograph and uh, fire yeah, those I've babies up again, because the music that comes off vinyl is how it's supposed to sound. Yeah. It got
2: so overproduced over the years, so.
1: I love anyway. that that clickety hiss.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it just gets each time it gets compressed. CDs get compressed. Yeah. Digital music gets compressed, and I never really. Look, realized this till I listened to a Cream album. Yeah. And there's things that you can't hear. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to it, that you can't hear on digital music.
0: Yeah. Digital My lower back gets compressed. But anyway, that's another story. So, <laughs> oh, we're, on we're on at two. number four. Yes. We're going to four. Who's four? Angela?
1: Oh, am I next? You're okay. Four. All right. My number four is Hold Your Hat Up.
0: Yeah. Ar- Ar- Jace. Jace. Nice. Yes. Now,
1: this is an asterisk song because... It's a what song? Asterisk. Okay. Yes. Because Ron Argent... I'll leave that alone. Okay. Uh, Ron Argent and Chris White were in The Zombies. Okay. Okay. And the zombies were already gone and dead or
2: undead. I don't know. I
0: they're don't not know dead. Well, they're, if they're, they're zombies, they're they are undead. the living dead. Because
2: the, the zombies are still going. Well, zombies you have forever what's unless left, you get that guy from that TV show to shoot them. Calm down, frat boy. I thought what, you had to come What's to left hell. of the band is, is no, the zombies vampires. are still going around. Oh, okay. This is far too
0: complicated for me. You'll be all right. All right, that's a good choice.
1: Okay, anyway, it peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. And uh, the Zombies, actually, time of the season, which is one of my top ten favorite songs Mm, ever, was heading up the charts at the time that Rod Argent was putting this band together. Argent, his band. So he intended for Argent to be a prog rock band, Uh, but they had Hold Your Head Up, and I I couldn't find any definitive information on this particular song, Uh, but he claimed after they did a performance on Top of the Pops, and CBS Records in the U.S. said you need to release this as a single. It was never planned that way. But you know, when CBS Records says do this, you you do. do. And so they released it, and you know, it was slowly climbing up the charts, and it ended up becoming kind of anthemic for a lot of people because the chorus is often misheard. People think it's hold your head up. Oh, no, it's hold your head up. Woman, hold your head up. Woman and then hold your head high so it, it's actually a women's empowerment song yeah okay. you know, I
3: believe I read the lyrics to that a, a couple of days ago maybe because I remember that
1: now yeah it, I didn't know that either I will confess I, I didn't know I just knew it was an awesome song it's a good one but the weird thing is, you know, Rod Argent interviewed when it was going up the charts. said, we don't make anything else that sounds like this song, so if people buy our albums, this is not what we sound like. I yeah. don't know if he was trying to discourage buying the albums or, you know, or what, but it, it it's just such a great song, so I, I had to include Good
0: it. Good selection. Yeah. Sally, what you got for number four?
1: Okay, my
3: number four is In the Summertime by Mungo Carey. Oh, Mungo! Yes, and it was released in 1970. I ended up with a lot of 1970s. I started out trying to have one from each year, and then I would sometimes you weed like, them out. Oh, yeah, until you just ended it's all about with, what you uh-huh. like. That's yeah. what. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. And so, anyway, um, it's they were a British rock band. And they reached number one in the charts around the world. Number three, Hot Billboard 100 singles in the U.S. chart, and it became one of the best-selling singles of all time—30 million copies. Wow! Uh-huh. It, and this was—it <laughs> was written. It was written by the band's leader, Ray Dorsett. Is this and? If any, if y'all know the song, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the carefree days of summer. And Dorset said the song only took him 10 minutes to write. So. I love that's that. That's amazing. Oh, in a
1: bottle stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And yeah. what's
3: so funny about that, you know, I'm sure you've all seen the picture of uh, this on the video, you know, of the guy. Is that, <laughs> and I've always thought, thought that that was Mongo Jerry. <laughs> I didn't right. know that that was
0: the name of the band. I thought that was who that way. That was Mongo. Yes. i, I, I did and too. I'm uh, glad you said that. He looks frightening. He went and on to play Blazing really Saddles. That was that was Mongo. <laughs> no, Mongo 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 was Mongo's brother. Maybe. <laughs> maybe because Mongo like candy. Yes. Mongo like bark. Yeah. All right, that's a good choice. Mongo Jerry. All right. Did
3: I say
0: it became a gold
3: record? Very good.
0: It was, a, it was a big one. Yep. My number four, I'm going with Drift Away by Dobie Gray. Oh, awesome. great one. Yes. Great song. Yes, That's yes, yes. A Huge hit. Everyone knows it. Later covered by Uncle Cracker yes. with yep. Dobie. Didn't hold a candle, in my opinion, to the first one. No, no, no. Dobie Gray, Drift Away. That's my number four. All right. Oh. We getting down to the nitty gritty, Percy.
2: But wait a minute. Let me throw. A, let me throw some facts in here. All right. The Jaggers, the yep. rapper. Yep. Well, a lot of people don't know that Donny Iris was in that band. He mm-hmm. started it up, and then he went to Wild Cherry. He played on. Played That's that exactly music. right.
0: Awesome. That's where that came from. And then he wrote Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Everybody knows yep. Aaliyah They do. Yes, I think she lived down the street from me when I lived on Wild Haven in the eighth grade. That's a different. Leah. That's a different Leah. <laughs> um, this is Aliyah, not just Leah. Oh, no, Aliyah. Well, I know the song anyway. All right. So nitty gritty, Percy. What's your number three?
2: My number three is by a great guitarist who didn't actually sing on the song, and he was an ex-member of the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. And it's Elvin Bishop with food around and fell in love. Yes, oh, that's yes a great yes, song. Yes, Featuring yes. Mickey Thomas great- Mickey on lead. Yes,
1: I posted this on Willie. Who
2: will be opening?
0: Elvin Bishop will be opening for Boz Scaggs. And Is it there. made it to number you three. Yes.
2: yes. And I suggest he came from the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Anybody who's not ever listened to the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, give them a listen. With Elvin Bishop and Mike Bloomfield playing guitar, yeah. and Paul Butterfield playing harmonica. They are amazing. And he made good ranch dressing. Paul Butterfield did. I
1: think that a whole
2: different thing. Buttermilk. Oh, buttermilk. Well, his name's not Hidden Valley, so. Yeah. And you kind of got that of the misconstrued discussion. there, but that's my number three. All right, Angela, what you got for number three?
1: My number three is Like feels right by Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks, and this story is just awesome. Um, It was written and produced by Bruce Blackman, spent five months on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. And it peaked at number three for two weeks. These guys believed in this song. They had 400 copies of this single pressed and took them to individual record stations. Please play this. That's
0: how they did it back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the it, it, only were like that now.
1: Yeah, but they didn't seem to have any record backing. I mean, no publisher backing, nothing. They did it themselves. And the only station to give credit in our home state of Alabama, it, to pay them any mind, was WERC University. in Birmingham, yeah. who said, okay, it, this was in December of 76. They said, we'll play this in spring of 77. Because so. it sounds like a spring song. Just wait. Nobody else played the song, even though they said they would, but WERC
0: did. And Paul Feinbaum, uh, no and Feinbaum, that was Michael St. John, who's been on the podcast, knows the guys from Starbucks. Oh. And uh, we're going to hook them up at some point, whether our platform or, or uh, Jim's. Whichever, so
1: yeah. yeah well, big Bruce stuff. actually has a uh, a book out called The Road to Moonlight Feels Right.
0: Good stuff.
1: So if you want to read about the, it, it's like 289 pages or something, and he's hilarious.
0: I'm still reading Papillon. It's like 1,200 pages. I'm like, Papillon,
1: before. the prison escape.
0: Oh, yeah, I've been reading it for 25 years. I've known Chapter 4. Well, there, so, there, there's a movie. Maybe you should just watch it. I saw movie. it. I just thought I'd read the book. I loved it. I, I loved it. saw it when I was a kid. <laughs>
3: <Right. At Clark laughs> Theater, I loved it. I,
0: just I love derailed sand. you all.
1: I just love saying the word papillon. <laughs> it means butterfly. Papillon. Uh, I mean,
0: you got to pacion. say it with an oh in there. All right, so that was your?
1: My number three.
0: Three. All right sally what's your number three
3: okay my number three it's kind of like it's one of those that um the lead singer went on to do a lot of other
0: i got different you things. That, okay. like, that
3: little gray, gray area. area yes Jeez. that gray area so but i really wanted it so i really wanted to use it and it's all right now
1: by Free. Oh, yes. Paul Rogers.
3: Yes, Paul Rogers, 1970. Another 1970. The English rock band named Free. And, um, they peaked at number four and were number one in 20 countries. And the song was written by the bassist, Andy Frazier, and the singer, Paul Rogers. And the song was created after they had had a bad gig in Dunham, England. And um, when the show ended, I don't know what song that they ended the they ended the set with, but evidently the crowd didn't like it, and they said they could <laughs> hear their footsteps as they were walking off the stage. Oh, and when song. they got to um, into the dressing room. Uh, Frazier started jumping around saying, All right now, singing All Right Now, and uh, so that gave him the inspiration for the song. And um, they sat down and wrote it right then and there in the dressing room, and it didn't take more than 10 minutes. And uh, so I went on to tell a little bit, a bit about. Paul Rogers because he, he is such a well known He
0: is. Um, he's Paul Rogers singer.
3: Paul
0: <laughs> Rogers. Yeah. Bad company um, than Queen. Yes, oh, I, exactly.
3: Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Paul Rogers was also a lead vocalist of a number of rock bands and which is was free bad company. And these two I'm actually not familiar with. Y'all probably are, but uh the firm and oh, the yeah. law.
0: Yeah. And he played with Queen too. Oh so. well
3: yeah. I was gonna tell that and the that was after was Freddie, Freddie Page, Mercury right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. After Freddie Mercury passed, he yeah. took what he kind of took he his did a goal. couple tours with him. Okay. Yeah. 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 And All right. Okay. Very
0: good. Sally good. All right, we're we're winding down. We've got maybe ten minutes left on the show. Alright. So are uh you? let's keep that up. Nope, let's keep that in mind. We wanna get get it done. Y'all are doing fantastic, by the way. Everybody having fun? Thank you.
1: Yes, yes we yeah. are. All
0: right. My number three. And it's a great band. One I think what they have, one album purse. You can tell me after I say the song. And there's a couple other really great songs on it, but I don't think they charted, so I'm gonna go with Nazareth, Love Hurts. Yes. I mean, that's a a one they only hit have wonder one it was okay. uh, they had a Nazareth and like a Nazareth Greatest Hits I think that based. was the only album they had and yeah. there was like
1: Wait, Greatest Hits and they only had one album? I,
2: I, I don't even know if they had a Greatest <laughs> There was hit. only three great songs off that <laughs> and 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 it Care of the Dog for Love for Hurts and Miss Misery yeah. only. but Love Hurts is only one but Love Hurts was oh. also I won't say a hit but a big song for Graham and Emmy Lou. it was alright
0: that's my number three and
2: that was first recorded by the Everly Brothers by the way that's right. You had told me that before. Man. Oh, I did not
0: what?
1: know that.
2: He
0: sleeps with a music encyclopedia. All right, wow. we're getting down number two. All right, we got to get this done in about ten minutes.
2: Okay. All right. My two number two was a hit twice, but it was first done by B. W. Stevenson. It's "My Maria."
3: Oh, oh yeah, that's a great. It voice.
2: was number nine.
3: Yeah, that was a great song.
2: That's my number oh, you two. To talk about that
0: whatever be something McCall and throw convoy on there. I was gonna throw my P. Oh at you. That's that's
1: let me tell you, I love Convoy. <laughs> that belongs in those sort of niche hokey Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bad songs. But fun.
1: Well, All right. Yeah, fun.
0: Angela, what's your number two?
1: Walter Egan. Magnet and magnet Steel. And steel. Great song. He wrote yeah. this for Stevie Nicks. They had a thing. Yep. Uh, who was Buck- the
0: Magnet and who was Steel, if they had a thing? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, he didn't specify and I didn't ask. I don't yeah. know him. But uh, Lindsey Buckingham uh, produced his first album, Lindsay Bucking- uh, I mean uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, the same backing vocals. Uh, this was before Rumors. And uh, Walter Egan and Stevie had a thing. He still had a thing for her after. And then this song came about on his second album. And it's, it's all for Stevie Nicks. And he said what was the most wonderful thing about recording this with her was having her sing backing vocals on the song that was about her.
0: That's good. Excellent. And, and this is just so 70s. It is. Good choice for number two. Sally, (laughs) you betcha, muchas gracias. What's your number two?
3: Okay, my number two is Spirit in the Sky. Norman Greenbaum. Yes. I had to do this one, yes, and it's another 1970. It was originally written by American singer-songwriter Norman Greenbaum. Although Greenbaum is Jewish himself, he actually got the idea for the song by uh, watching Porter Wagner do uh, Porter Wagner.
0: Yeah, okay. he had some great suits.
3: Yep. Okay. First, you got
0: one of his suits. Well, don't he you? had
3: Dolly Parton too. Yeah. so that
0: was pretty awesome. Okay. That's how she made it. Uh,
3: so he wrote the song. He said, "I can do this." After he, you know, when he watched him. Uh, he got their inspiration for Wagner, and uh, so anyway, he uh, sat down and wrote one. Wrote this song in ten minutes, and it sold. Uh, it became gold. It sold two million copies and reached number three on U.S. Billboard a Hot 100 for fifteen weeks in the top one hundred.
0: That's outstanding! Wow! All right, that's a good number two choice too. All right, my yeah. number two. I'm going to go with Brandy. Yes, you're a guys. fine girl. Yeah, you're a fine girl. A fine not girl. only is that a one-hit wonder, but that, that song, everybody knows it. it's a great song. It should is. be at the top of someone's list. It so That's my yeah. yes, 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 number two. Yes. But, we're coming down to it. We've got maybe ten minutes, and we want to try to work in some uh, playlist hits if we can. If not, we're just going to add them anyway. Y'all are doing great. Percy... Drum roll.
2: Uh, what's your number one? My number one is, and I'm going by Billboard standards because they only had one, and it was Stan Lizzie where well, "The Boys Are Back in Town." That's right. Yes, yes. That's, great. Yes. That's, great. Yes. That's great. So, They only had yes. one. Now they had a lot of great songs. It, it reached number. They had a lot 12, of hits in the UK. Too. Yes. And "Cowboy Song" was like in the '70s where it charted at. "In the Jar." And my favorite song of theirs in certain countries when they released this was on the B side mm-hmm. of the Boys Are Back in Town and that's Jailbreak. I yeah. love jailbreak. That's a rocker. Yes. But and this song was probably attributed to two DJs in Louisville, Kentucky that played it incessantly. Good, Good deal. Back Good deal. when DJs could That's back when Charlie and I were DJs could play could the music yeah. they wanted. Oh, and yes. they played it over and over till it Till it caught on, and everybody realized what a good song that was. That's why. Well,
1: and, and you know, Ireland still loves
0: Thin music. Sure. Our good, our buddy from here, uh, Damon Johnson, played lead guitar with him.
2: Oh, that is yeah. awesome. That's my number one.
1: Um, good and, number one. Outstanding. Yeah. All
0: right. My this number is it. What's your number one?
1: Dancing in the Moonlight, King Harvest. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Uh, yes. It was, uh, it peaked at number 13 in February of 73. It was released in 72. Uh, the band took its name from the band's 1969 song, King uh, Harvest to surely Come. The band was a huge influence on King Harvest. Uh, they were actually U.S. musicians. They met at Cornell, but they were based in Paris, mm-hmm. of all places. And this song came about because-
2: um, okay, You been there, Percy?
1: I have been to Paris. No,
2: but I'm sure as gay as you are, you've been to Paris. I haven't.
1: Okay. Paris is beautiful.
2: You've been to Paris? I haven't been. Right. Yes. One
0: day. All right. That's a good choice. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, uh, uh, Shannon or Sherman Kelly, the brother of German Wells Kelly who founded Orleans, by the way.
0: It's a great band. A great band.
1: He got the crap beaten out of him by a gang in Kingston, Jamaica. And this song came to him, you know, as sort of a role reversal from what had happened to him with the the violence and everything in that attack. And if you look at the lyrics, everybody here is out of sight. And for those of you who don't know seventies lingo, that means awesome and not hiding. Uh, They don't bark and they don't bite. They keep things loose. They keep things light. Everybody was dancing in the moonlight.
0: Great choice. I I love I'm glad it made the list. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Good deal. Sally, this is it. What's your number one? Okay. Yes, this
3: one had to be on here. It's Afternoon Delight. Yes. Had to make someone's list. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Starland vocal Band. It was written by a band member, uh, Bill Denoff. It became U.S. number one single in 1976 and earned a gold record. The title came from a happy hour menu at Clyde's restaurant in (laughs) Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Denoff downplayed the controversial lyrics because he didn't want to write an all-out sex song and he did the right thing because it really really had a head out of it. Look, I
1: really want to know what was on that happy hour menu. That's what <laughs> I want to know too, but I, you know,
3: I didn't I didn't find that. Um, it's, he said that he just wanted to write something that was fun and hinted at sex. And I was in tenth grade then and I loved it and just sang the heck out of it and never thought anything about it, you know, what the song was about. <laughs>
0: but, and then you learn.
3: <laughs> well, and I was... then I learned. Then I knew I didn't have, you know. And at the 19th, 19th Grammy Awards, that sounds like a long time ago, in 1977, Afternoon Del- Delight received three nominations for recordings from 1976 that one for Best Arrangement for Voices. Which that I think is what really made this song because their
1: harmonies are are so
3: beautiful, and it's like I'm not about to sing the part, but it's like I do every time I hear it on the radio. The (laughs) we part, we. It's a good choice.
0: Y'all, y'all, y'all have brought y'all came with some good lists, some good stories. This is uh, making a great
2: podcast. And Bill, Bill and his wife wrote Take Me Home for John Denver. Yes. Yeah. And they sang backup on yep. the song. Yeah. Yep,
1: they did.
2: Interesting. Yep. All
0: right, it's down to my number one. It
1: is. Knock and us off the charts. I can't
0: believe this hasn't been picked. I'm going Black Betty by Ram Jam.
1: Yeah, I had it on, it's my.
3: It's a rocker it off. And yep.
0: it's number one. But uh, we've got maybe a couple minutes. and We're going to go round robin real quick on anything you think needs to make the playlist. And, uh, Percy, I'm actually going to start this one. All right? So we're going to write this down. So I'm going to get through it pretty quick. Chevy Van.
1: Yes.
0: Sammy Yes. Johns. Has- Play That Funky Music. Wild yes. Cherry. Gold. Jon Stewart. Yes. Magic by Pilot yes Sky High by Jigsaw yes One took Over the Line Brewer and Yes. yes.
1: sweet Jesus
0: Hooked on a Feeling did
2: anybody say Blue Suede ah. Hooked on a Feeling yes. alright yes. Percy you got some quick ones to put out there I got one quick one and that is if I can find it uh, it's not very quick <laughs> well then you can just shut up then it's uh, he's so it, mean <laughs> If I Could Change the World, by 10, ten years after. That's oh, right yeah. That was a song from Angela, you got 1970.
1: Any? I, I've only got one because I'm full of songs. I can see clearly now, Johnny Nash. That's a great yeah, one.
0: Make sure we write that down, and we'll include it on the playlist. All right? We've got some little uh, scorecards we're going to do when we get wrapped up. Sally, you got any you want to make sure that gets on the playlist? Well, there's
3: one. I don't know. If you want to use it or not, but I actually wanted it in my list, but took it out, and it's Video Killed
0: the right Star. Oh, yeah, star. we'll put it on the list, which is yeah. also the first uh, yes, MTV video. And that's video. Why.
3: It carried over. It was related to 1979, 1979 Yeah, it
1: carried over to... Well,
0: good choice. and if
1: I can also add Rapper's Delight, if it's not disco... You and, can. You'll just have
0: to write write that down yeah, on the scorecard. So, hey,
2: did y'all have a good time?
0: Yes. And there's a couple okay.
2: others that I'd like to add. It just came to be the uh, awesome. the Happy Days theme, the theme from Laverne and Shirley. We're going right. to do yep. it our way. I
3: love that song. Me too.
2: A lot of love. Nicolette Larson. It's gonna take, oh yeah, gonna, Nicolette
1: Larson. It's going to take a lot 16. of love. Tell them. Billboard hit with Steve Warner in the 80s. That's the only reason I
3: didn't include
0: her because y'all know I love me some Nicolette Larson. Yeah. But but a lot, a lot of those. Well, if you're going area. to do these theme songs, and I'm going to yeah. throw a uh, theme from Shaft on there. Yes. Oh. Okay. All right.
1: Shut your mouth.
0: We're wrapping it up. We're about to close out. Y'all oh did an outstanding job. Do you want to come days. back and do disco? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sally, you in on that? Yeah. F- Okay, everyone did a great job, and thanks for coming. Brian, Michael, Angela,
2: Sally, especially myself. And all I gotta say is, (laughs) bye bye.